0: Don't drink when I'm fucking saying I'm recording and I want to get some room tone. Wow, anger. But you're such a fucking idiot though. It's literally- i was waiting like... for you to do the countdown. Don't start this oh, off on a bad you, thing. You mean the silent countdown where I raise my hand in the air yes, and I count down? I was five, gonna wait. Which there. is what is I, I had doing? my lips on the on rim. No, you were literally sipping I don't want your lips anywhere near a rim. I'm on my I'm lips fucking or waiting. Just countdown. do the countdown. Right, silence for five seconds. <laughs> you fucking wretched prick! I haven't missed this at all. <laughs> I don't even know if I can do cheap show anymore. That now, oh. now that I've tasted the, now that I've tasted Hollywood, darling. You didn't taste Hollywood. I, I tasted Hollywood. I tasted more of Hollywood. I tasted Holly's wood. I had. I ate more. Food Holly Johnson's a... wood. <laughs> Frankie goes to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> All over his chest. Right, is this the cold open then, is it? Relax, don't do it. When I'm going to spank on you. <laughs> yeah, it is, this is the cold open. So, hello, welcome to Cheap Show, the Economy Comedy Podcast, where Eli and I, hello, I'm Paul Gannon, go for the charity shops, bargain bins and pound lands of good old Great Britain and give you the treats This is we not find the cold amongst open. the treasure trash. you fucked it. <laughs> you fucked it, Eli. That wasn't the cold open, Paul. This is not... The, that's this the is. intro. You keep no, doing but this. but then I was meant to say, uh, blah, 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 we find what? treasure amongst the trash. Welcome to Cheap Show. No, the music then, comes in. See, I don't know where I am with this anymore. You never know Literally. where you are because what you're an ignorant co- tool. Answer me this, fellow. Riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> Shut up. Listen to my question and then answer Is it. Is it going to come anytime soon? Are you just going to do nothing but preamble? Traditionally. It's Eli's preamble gamble, where he fucking takes forever to get to a point. It's a gamble, like a lamb. Yeah. See, I'm Not always really. thinking one step ahead. Um, oh, God. <laughs> just have your point. My point, Paul? You wet-mouthed, snotty-nosed, <laughs> and a loyally deficient fucking hobbit man. Correct me if I'm wrong, but... Usually, don't you say that whole thing where you go with bargain bins after the music? No, sometimes I do it beforehand. I don't understand that! I thought the cold open was meant to be a whole yeah, world where I could gamble, frolic, if you like, in the mind pastry of my own brain train. Yeah? And I go, woo! oh, look, my calves with a very soft suede on each heel. Heel is coming together. It's a nice clacky noise, but not too sharp. <laughs> you utter waste of my time have and effort. What we got coming up on the show then? Am I allowed to say that? No, I'm not even no, I'm not allowed to, to say shit. <laughs> Fucking hello. Welcome to Cheap Show. No, do we have to say that? There's not cold open. Here's the credits. Here's the intro music. By the way. Is. Oh, you've ruined it. No, top- Stop interjecting. The other thing. I don't need you to interject. The other Your thing. Your ejecting is not needed into, outer or otherwise. I will no interjecting from you. in a minute. Oh, witty, Mr. Witty Man McClever Thoughts. Sitting there in his tumbly wumbly old shithole fucking cloth bag shit wank <laughs> cunt biscuit. Whoa. Stupid knob bearded fucking tumulus twat hole. Oh, here we go. Get it all out of the way. See, I'll now do we've it. lost all momentum. I'll do it. This can't go on like this. This is four minutes. I'll go. I, I'll do it. I'll do the show. No. I've got everything. I can do it. No. I'm not letting you do a show on your own. Do you know what? I start recording this podcast, suddenly I've come down with a... I call it pod flu and it, i get all sweaty it's because you have a go at me now i feel oh, now now off. i feel like fuck i don't feel off. like i actually don't want to do it you telling me i've grown physically less attractive and fatter over the last year great oh so i'm i'm what i'm an out of shape podgy little dwarf romulus man <laughs> welcome to cheap show I just wanted you to admit it. <laughs> Welcome to Cheap Show. Fuck you. Fuck you. Press the fucking credits. Welcome to Cheap Show. Sources and words and phrases. Two things I'm responsible for? Jogging bar I hate you. You're fucking posse.
1: Cheap show to
0: It's the price of Cheap show
1: to Welcome to Cheap Show.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cheap Show. I'm Eli Silverman, if you didn't get that. Paul Gannon. Hello. How are you? Looking Uh, after yourself? How's your old mum? Is she good? How's your old dad? Is he looking after himself? Oh, good times. Christmas is coming. Oh, Some of our listeners not, might not have living mums or dads. I'm not talking to them, then, am I? You're excluding people who've suffered all from. Right, how's your not mum and your not dad? What? Some of them may believe all that right, they... How's your friends? How's your life? Right. How's your cat okay. or dog? No, Paul, How's your pet? Let's just do a little scenario. Oh, you alright? How's Paul, your significant other in your life? Let's just do a scenario here. Yeah. Okay. I am. An orphaned cheap show listener, and I've just got into the show. Are you yeah? orphaned from cheap show? Is that what you're saying? No, I've lost both of my parents in How? a terrible accident. Skiing accident, like James Bond. Could be. Could be a submarine accident. Not or maybe important. they just abandoned you because no, they no, saw no. you. It came no, out dead. of the womb, and she went, oh, dispose of it. They got and Batman. They flung you out. They and... got Batman. They were slaughtered in front of me. Right, right now okay. just do that bit. Say hello. How's your mum? Go do that, do that bit where you go, how's your mum? All right, hello, welcome to Cheap Show. Oh, how is your mum? I don't have a
1: mum, they were murdered. I'm not listening to this shit.
0: (coughs) Huffing off. Huffing off. (laughs) I'm a huffed off orphan boy. Anyway, this is the podcast where (laughs) Eli and I go through the charity shops, bargain bins and powerlands lands of Great Britain. And we look for treasure that we find amongst the trash. And this week, we're focusing on two little things. We've got our Soda Pop segment and we've got a Silverman's platter. So a little bit of the and a little bit of the like that. That's right, Paul. And he, you should see the look on his face when he did that little noise. He felt well pleased with himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's cheered up. He's doing a wicky wicky noise. Wicky wicky, Wow, wow. west, dude, west desperado. You're drinking Fattado, Nelly Fattado. Nelly Fattado. Nelly Fattado went to bed and said goodbye to that pizza. Or off she ate with a slice. Me and of uh, these we slides. went on a date once. you, you and Nelly Fattado. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we had a. We went to one of these uh, a curry place, like a Balti place. Yeah. yeah. Next day, I actually got lucky. Yeah. Uh, And next day, didn't she fart hard though? (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) Nelly fart hard though. (laughs) Yes, Eli! Yes! Didn't she fart hard though? Nelly fart hard though!
1: (laughs) She followed through though!
0: (laughs) I'd like to turn, I want to flush away.
1: She I don't know, that... with a
0: bog roll. <laughs>
1: going
0: to have to clean with my hand. Oh. oh, dear. She did as well. Yeah.
1: That Is... really happened
0: to me. N- did it? You really went out with Nelly Vitano. Yeah, I had a curry. And then she shattered a All right. Well, you don't need to fucking go into any more about that, then, really, do you? Because it's not pertinent to this podcast. And definitely not a real thing that Whoa. happened. You said we're back after this, oh, for the LA li- adventures, or oh, November LA adventures. Well, that's what I think we should explain to the listeners what? that we haven't actually recorded in like like a month or so. We've not, which recorded is the longest it. break we've had in several years. It's great actually because it, everything was edited. While when I got back from LA, I had all those episodes in the bag. It was just out the door. It was great. Yes, but. For the listener, it will just be a seamless from last week's live into this. Into see? this, As yeah. if that happened last week. As if. It in only, their world. In, in their mind. But even that took place a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's all in the past. That's all, what I'm it's saying. It's all in our pipeline. We've got a pipeline now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Um, that Nelly Furtado had a pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you think this is good. And it's not. It's not no, I don't think it's
1: good. It's bad. No. Yeah. It just makes me laugh Her name always used to make me laugh inside
0: I had a secret smile and It was only for when I heard Nelly Furtado's name
1: <laughs>
0: I'm not well I had a poo the other day That was like one of those old disco bands Girth, wind, then fire
1: <laughs> Well done yeah.
0: Like, see you next week on Jeep <laughs> Show. <laughs> Let's tap out.
1: Earth, wind, then fire.
0: <laughs> I, <hate it>. <laughs> <laughs> I need a tissue or something, mate. A tissue? Uh, why every time? I've got a tissue in my pocket. You oh, could it. I have one? Yeah, i am got Oh, yeah, it. sorry. It was that whole poo-poo thing at the live show, and now I've got snot running out my face. Oh, oh I-, I thought you weren't going to mention the incident part two. I'm not. The one that, if was... you look very carefully, if you watch the video, which is on our YouTube channel, of uh, Cheaper Ties Alive from the Ear Cheerful Evil podcast festival, there's a little moment where Eli has to go off stage for a little bit, right? Just a little moment. He leaves the stage for a few minutes. But I can tell you, if you look very carefully, there's a scene on the video where he's forcing Mayo into Mr. Biffo's face and laughing. And then there's a definite moment in your face where you go from ha-ha-ha to, oh, <laughs> Something's changed. Did you watch it back? Yeah. Oh no. However, in this case, it is the moment when Eli shat his pants. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, that's putting too. That's Silverman's spatter. There was a little bit. There was was. a little bit of unfortunate leakage that needed dealing with. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I love the fact that you are so unprofessional. You have to take a poo in the middle of a show you're performing. I should have gone before. It was a little bit of an oversight. Mm. The show must go on. The show must go on. All and right, it Paul, did. Some, a lesser performer. I'm, this a, is really A lesser performer. Would have gone, I'm unwell, uh, and left and not done the rest of the show and gone, and made a big deal out of it, right? A lesser but performer I didn't. Wasn't I went and really cleaned up my messes. I cleaned up my own messes, yeah? And I got back out in time to do the, the, the origin of Biffo. Good, uh, right? Bino, Bino, Biff, Bino. The origin of Bino's banjo,
1: bin, banjo twang. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the origin of Eli's banjo twang. Twang along, <laughs> twang along a be Eli. What's that guy called? Sydney Poitier. Is he called Sydney the- Poitier? That's his name, though. Sydney. Yeah, are you gonna try and make this into a wank sound no, or something. Ba- Sydney Poangate <laughs> or something. Is that what are gonna do? <laughs> it's That's not funny. It's just not. All right. Good. I'm I, I, uh, good. Right, so... Didn't shit myself, everyone. I, I will just say this. I want to say thank you once again to Brian Wecht for putting me and Eli up in our week in Los Angeles. Him and his whole family were very, very kind to us and very, very tolerant. Uh, Also, uh, Leighton Gray, I want to say thank you to Leighton for uh, their support. And uh, Tim Heidecker, thank you for his time that he spent with us on that afternoon and recording that wonderful episode. What a moment that was. What a moment that was for us. Um, And thank you again to every patron who supports this podcast because without their backing, we couldn't have had that marvelous adventure. We should say to people as well, Paul, if you don't know who Tim Heidecker is, do check out On Cinema. I think if you like Cheap Show, if you listen to Cheap Show a long time, yeah, you, you might like well get something out of On Cinema. we've stolen love from it. Yes. Right, I've anyway. got a word forming in my head, Paul. Yeah? Matran Japan. <laughs> Matran Japan. And what does Matran Japan mean? I don't know. anything. You, whatever you like, darling. Huh? Is it when you haven't washed your penis in a couple of days and it kind of set into a form against your groin, therefore making it look like... Uh, Matran Japan or whatever. Yes, it is. that's what it is, Paul. Is that's it? what it is. Is it a particularly pink shaded turd? <laughs> no, that's a no. no. Oh, Radio ban. Should we just crack on with the show because you're obviously having problems with I don't know I, reality at the moment. I'm having a few problems with reality at the moment, Paul. So let's I come get... down with a terrible cold today. Oh, boo! So, listeners, I'm sorry if there's a bit of a, a bit of a fleck and whistle. Well, they won't hear most of it because I will have to chop it out, won't I? I'll edit if it I mostly out. If I sound like I have damp mucal colloids, oh, that's not a word, Eli. Although they're a great band. Mucal colloids. Damp mucal colloids. We are mucal colloids. Hello. Um. There's the idea dead. <laughs> right there and then, the idea died on his tongue. Right. Carry on. We're going to go into the Silverman's. Pl- no, we're not doing Silverman's Platter. We're doing we're going to the taste soda, some soda jerk. Here, Paul. What's it called this segment? Soda jerk still? Is it? Yeah, I mean... Right, we're doing the fucking Soda Jerk segment as of right now. ( cycles) Drinks, 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 drink, drink, drinks. Fizzy, 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 drink, drink, drinks. Bottle of fizzy of glass of drink. Drink a fizzy bizzle bottle. Get off drink. That's our new trailer for ( infantryулярlyIST) drinking. It's uh, the Soda Jerk section of the show. We like to taste unusual... We do drinks and sodas, and we like to drink um, usual ones if they're from abroad. Yes, we've we tasted do. some great colas. We've we discovered have. what a what a champagne cola is. I didn't know that. No, I, champagne cola was a new genre to my tongue. It's a Yet. whole new genre and, of drink. And we share it with you. And I've we share it with you. I've bought uh, Inca-Cola. Inca-Cola. Again, since we tasted it. Because it's fucking lush, that stuff. When it's nice and cool, it's very refreshing. Mm, It needs to be chilled, but it's very nice. Very, Mm. very nice. I think on a hot day, it'd be too sickly sweet to drink if it was not chilled. Yes. Yes. If it was warm. But, But, I mean, that's that's true of Coca-Cola, isn't it? We're not here to talk today about such Inca drinks. We are here to talk about two that Eli has perused and purchased i have always got my eye open. I think we do that one last. So do the other one first. Just do the one. We'll do one at a time. No, well, are we going to want to wash out our mouth after this one? Oh, that's a it could good be point. Odious? No, you know You'll what? Have nothing to that's wash That's a good it out point. Yeah. I just think if it's funnier, then you save it till the end, okay, isn't it? Because yeah. you work up to it. I don't know. I know. Perhaps we should ask people. No, I reckon we should suffer. Let's have it last. We'll have it last. Look yeah. at it. Who are we going to ask? I don't know. You could do it, Eli. Tweet do you want to have it second or first? Se- I think you're right because this isn't very funny. In terms of content creation, cynically speaking. Yeah, we should go with it second. And start instead with this one, Eli. From the Coca-Cola Creations range, Paul. Now, is this a western drink or has it been imported? You bought it from a shop where it's been imported? It could have been imported. Cuz it Cause looks all of the writing is in uh Chinese or Japanese, I can't tell. But look, get your translator out. Oh, I'll get me lens up. But Creations are the basically collaborations with like celebrities and they always have a sort of augmented reality aspect where you you do the what are those things called barcode things that you read that are square uh nsq codes what are uh, they called uh, oh q qr codes qr or code yeah yeah there was a little bit of that oh some but we've a- tasted three of these in the creations range paul uh but they've all been in um red bull can basically that that format the yeah. cylindrical thin cylindrical this is in a bottle. This is in a bottle. Although there are tin versions of it, according to the internet. But I'm just having trouble. It's all fucking TikTok links, and I'm not interested in your fucking TikToks. So this must be the latest one, but they I haven't seen a canned version of it in London. I'm just but trying I'd to find this th- one in more than two. It's Y3000, is what the drink is called. And it's Coca-Cola Year 3000 Creations Limited Chinese Import. Wow. And one tin of it, if you buy it from this website, will cost you €14. Euros. Well, I think I paid about one pound eighty, something like that, for that. But I'm trying bottle. to find a link and they're all Perhaps they're we all... should sell it and not you know. Future flavoured. Co-created with AI. Oh, it's the first AI one. Well, it just says future-flavoured, co-created with AI, zero sugar. Well, we've tasted three of these creations. One of them was um Dead Mouse—not Dead Mouse, but one of those sort of die-flayed uh, Die mouse. No, who was the guy with the crosses in his eyes? The DJ uh, that Marshmallow. Was... Yes, Ma- right. Marshmallow. Yeah, that's right. And uh Danger Mouse wasn't Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse and Marshmallow. And there was a one by a pop artist, I can't remember the name they of it. They usually, you, with his creations range, they are collaborating in some way with some, usually a musician, it looks like. Right. Or some kind of music person. And then you can you can cross-promote like that. And that's what they've gone for. Oh, no, it was a singer, wasn't it, for the last one? Yeah, and I said it that. I just said that. It was a singer. God, you never listen to me. You're always up in your own grill. Right, I can't find anything more other than it's a future-flavoured drink created by AI. Now, I do not have high expectations. Some of these have been really bad. Some of them have been sort of tolerable, right? Yeah, some some tolerable. But mainly very bad. There was that strawberry... The last one we did was strawberry-flavoured. This is going to be like an, an I predict... Like Diet Coke, but with something nasty in, you know? Yeah. Even more nasty Diet Coke. I know some people swear by Diet Coke. So the idea is that this is a Coca-Cola from the year 3000, made with AI. So instead of collaborating with a real artist on this one, they've just gone, fuck that, we'll just use AI. This one does have a QR code on it. Shall I give it a go? Follow the QR code. Oh, this is exciting, isn't it? Perhaps we'll go into a, a... We'll have a. I can have an AI lover talk about soda with. It's not working. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. <laughs> right, right, you ready to taste Let's it? Let's give. I'm gonna give it. A, give it a huff first. Let's open up the bottle. I've uh, chilled this, by the way, everyone. So we're gonna have it as intended. It's got a nice uh, bit of carbonation there, as yeah. you'd expect, and it's going in for a for a snuff snuff. What's it in the nose there, Paul? It smells like it smells like strawberry Coca Cola. Maybe it's the same flavour as last time. Because that was a strawberry one, wasn't it? Uh, we've got a classic Coke yes, color. It, it was. It was a strawberry and something or other, but I can't remember what it was now. Strawberry and lychee all, or something. They like all that. blend into one. Oh yeah, that's quite a nice smell. It's not awful, but it's. I don't know what it's going oh, for. Oh, it's not. It doesn't smell like Coke, like normal Coke. It has Coke nose uh, and notes. Definitely, at the end. but there's something brighter. There's no. It's almost um, floral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more floral than normal Coke. Well, I'm going to give it a go. I've I've given it a huff. Now it's time to taste the stuff. Uh, That is fucking horrible. (laughs) That's almost flavourless. Yeah, it's terrible. What's what? What are you getting anything from that? Yeah, but it fades immediately, doesn't it? It, it. My tongue is fizzing with sweetener notes. That chemical sweet sweetener. Yeah, it's almost cardboardy. The finish. It's watery, flat, watery, watery, and like sweetener tinged. It tastes like someone pretending. Like it tastes like an AI pretending. It's like that machine. You know the machine on um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and he's trying to like, get it to make a cup of tea. It's like a oh yeah, the uh, it's on the um, on the spaceship, yeah, the Heart and he can't get it to do a decent cup of tea, and it will do anything you like. But it, that's like you, he's asked the machine to do a Coke, and it you know, is it is like it's they've an asked AI. The, they've asked the Heart of Gold computer to make some Coke, and oh, here's what they really think bad. it is. That it's might be the worst one we've had, uh, yeah. mainly because it is so much nothing. I can't grab at a flavour there. No, my my tongue almost wants to say strawberry. Yeah, but. It's not strawberry. It doesn't have that herbal note that strawberry has. It doesn't have any of the tartness of strawberry. But yes, it has a sort of artificial strawberryness that kind of arrives, but then it's gone. What? You know what I mean? What? It arrives and, and then, then it's gone. gone Paul. And then it's gone. It's like, who is and that old nothing left? It's like a ghost. Yes. It's like you see out the it's flavor. The ghost of artificial strawberry haunts this drink from the future. You see it in the corner of your eye, but when you turn to look at it, the flavor's gone. It's a fucking digital ghost that an AI has farted out its main stem. It's a flavor ghost that appears out the corner of your tongue. And it and goes. When blip, you... blip, blip. <laughs> so, um, why? Good. Here's the question. Why are all these Coca-Cola Creations drinks fucking awful? They don't care. Because I have... It's all about the marketing. True, but I have yet to taste one of these where I've gone, oh, I hope they keep that. No, and they're not even interested, I don't think. they're just, you know, It's really just like... one uh, marketing campaign after another, Yeah, isn't it? What I really liked was when they did those um, Coca-Cola, what are they called, mixers? You know, the ones that were made for cocktails? Yeah, the signature um, They ones. were great, and they had flavour, and they weren't spoiled by sweeteners because you would dare to put a sweetener in into a cocktail. Oh, they were great. They absolutely agree. They were, basically, if you don't know, the signature range, they had these little bottles. They had lovely almost medicine bottle style. Old old school yeah. pharmacy sort of style bottles or old yeah. old school soldier jerk sort of Yeah, true. Uh, kind of bottling, but each one had a different note that it accentuated. So there was a woody one a spicy one and different. What were the others? There's a spicy, I woody, can't remember. Uh, one Herby, was, four, there was like yeah. herbal, herbal floral kind of one, really lovely. And they were kind of designed to go with a cocktail or make yeah. with a cocktail. I mean, I don't know how successful they were in that. Did they stopped doing those, I have not seen them in well. Because uh, I could at least. make that, that cocktail that I make, the Keith's Witch oh, fashion. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, that, I just wanted whilst we're on the subject of coke before we do the second drink, yeah, Paul. Do you know what I discovered the other day? Do you know how you can identify the different makeup of what makes up the flavor profile of Coca-Cola? Have you watched one of those YouTube videos where someone broke it down? No, it's a trick. And go we on. should we should do it on the show as well. All right, go on. Because the sense of smell yeah works through change that's why, if you sit in your own farts all day, you get used to it, you know? Yeah, no, as somebody walks into your room every now and then and walks into what oh. can only be described as strong enough. Right <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm can imagine when you're sitting in it, yeah. No, but you know... As well, you get used to smells. Yeah. And then if it changes, that's when you notice it. It's like when you go to Edinburgh and all you can smell of the hops in the air and you go, oh, I don't know about that. And then after a half an hour or so, it's you just gone. don't notice it. So the sense of smell is much more, uh, it will numb to the smell that's present constantly, yeah. basically. So you can hack this in order to isolate the different flavors in Coca Cola. So what you do, because if Coca Cola has lemon, it has orange. Yeah oil it has cinnamon yeah. it has all of those different things that make it up yeah so you take some cinnamon for example give a, a fresh cinnamon yeah. and you give it a cinnamon bark i think yeah. you go <laughs> you huff it you Yeah, huff give it it a good and then and- you sniff the coke and then Suddenly, because that will be deleted, that smell will be deleted from the smell of the Coke for you. Right. You can, all the other ones pop out more. So you I mean? therefore you'll go, oh, that tastes more orangery now. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. You know what? I am happy to try that out on Isn't a, that interesting You know what we could though? do? We should do that for the Cheap Show digitizer Christmas Stream. Definitely. And we'll bring a Coke along and then we'll bring... Some oranges, yeah, some p- cinnamon. You know, you, you figure it all out. I'll go, um, I'll look right. into this, Paul, because we'll isn't that a fun that. thing? Yeah, that yeah. is a fun thing. Oh, I can't wait. That'll be something to do. 21st of December. Join Biffo, Sanya, Eli and I for an evening of Christmas entertainment on YouTube live. That'll be fun. More details to come. Paul, just before we move on, what would your mark be for the year 3000 Coca-Cola creations? Although not revolting, it is uh, deeply underwhelming and surprisingly flavorless. It's just all sweetness. So I would give that a one. I'll go one. I'll go one and a half. It's very, very yet. Like you say, nothing much going on at all. Nothing much going on at all. But no, the next drink has may well may have too much going on. <laughs> way too much. Yes. Tell me where you found this before you tell us what it is. Uh, ben Steiner. Okay. Director of Clanker Man. And uh, Matriarch. Matriarch, on, yeah. Which is on Disney+. Plus. A wonderful folk horror film. Found this. Sent me a photo. Yeah, I said, "Get me one of those." Get, get he it going, said, "I hey. don't. I can't. I've given it to my daughter." <sighs> um, if I if I go back and they've got them there in the shop near him in Bristol. He'll get me one, and then he sent me a photo of one. And, yeah, and he got it because this is a blue can. You can see photos on the cheap show website. Uh, yeah, website the It's a blue can. has a little blue Pokemon. It is a Pokemon. It looks like a Pokemon, but I no, couldn't you can tell you if it is. This is Pokemon branded. This can. Oh, it is. Yeah, there's the little Pokemon. Stamp oh, I there. didn't even see that first. Can I do a translate thing again? Yes, you can. But let's just get to it. Yeah, this is what really caught the attention of me, myself, Eli Silverman of Cheap Show. Eli Silverman of Cheap Show, although it was Brett Ben that brought it to your attention. Sea salt. This is the flavour of a... This is a sparkling drink, yeah? Yes. And it is sea salt and what? Sea salt. Talking to the microphone. Sea salt cheese flavour, sparkling water. That's what this says, Paul. Gee- Cheese and salt-flavoured fizzy water. That is what I have in my hand now, right. and we're about okay. to taste, Paul. And also, next to it, there is a little wedge of cheese. Oh, there is. A little Give wedge us the of cheese kid. there, uh, and, it, and it has little bits of blue bits, so maybe it's a blue cheese and salt flavour. Right, I'm going uh, to... He's going go for the translation. Yeah, it just says, sea salt, cheese, flavoured sparkling water. That's it, really? You've already said it. There's not much on the front other than what you've already said. So. I believe this was been imported again, possibly. All right. Shall I? Oh, it's got an old, old ring pull. Old school ring pull. I hope wow. it's still in day. It'll be fine, Oh like. uh, well, look. If it isn't, we'll have the shits tomorrow. I don't think it would give you the shits. Right. I'm gonna deli I haven't opened the kit tin like this in so a that while. that must be one of the, the Pokemon characters, the seahorse thing. It's probably Squirtle or oh, shit or something. Oh god, these are terrifying to open. I forgot about that. They're very uh retro, aren't they? Go I'm giving a snuff. A snuff. Oh wiss is weird. What does it smell like? It kind of smells right now to my nose, without tasting it. It kind of smells like cream soda. Okay, so a vanilla note there. But it has got a little tang of cheese there, <laughs> which is really weird. Oh, dear. Let me just pour this, and then I'll pass it on. It's just see-through clear. Is it fizzy at all? It's yeah, got it's, quite, it's got some carbonation. Oh, is it see-through? Is it slightly yellow? No, it's only yellow by that light. It's, I think that's okay, see-through. It's clear. Right, oh, I'm going to smell it now. You give it a sniff. It kinda of feels like oh, it smells at the smells back like of your cheesecake. Fr- Well it smells at the back of your fridge. It smells like cheesecake. Does it? That, yes, that combination of vanilla oh, yeah, and... yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, a little cheese. bit. Uh, oh. but it's also a little bit stale. It's, it's a, a bit cheesy, it's it? has got like a damp cardboard box scent to it. It's got a real it. creamy cheesiness to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if someone left a load of diseased cocks in a box. It also reminds me of the smell of, like, Yoplait. Made you know? <laughs> a day Do you remember those fromage fray? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, That's what it yeah, smells yeah. like, fromage fray. It smells like fromage fray, everyone. Frey bentos. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you said Frey. My brain would oh, say no. Frey Bentos, oh, no. That's how you operate, Paul. <laughs> John Nettles. Oh, <laughs> right. the best man in the world. Uh, pour it Every I pour time mine. I go back for another nif it gets worse. So. I'm not going to taste it until you're ready to go. I don't want to jump the gun on this. Oh, he's poured a quite a healthy yeah, amount so out. clear. Yeah. Don't, we don't have to finish this. We don't have to finish this. No, true, but we might like it. We don't know. Shall we try in three, two, one? Well, it's not repulsive, but I don't know what that is. It tastes very much like the flavour, which is a cheesecake flavour, if you ask me. I'm not getting a saltiness at all. No. Actually, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. Oh, that's a shame. I thought it was going to be fucking awful. No, yeah, But wouldn't. it's weird. It's it's okay. It's very watery and aspartame-y in the same way as the cola, isn't it? Though? Do you know what it, it tastes falls like off. a little bit? Like someone's put a Barocca in it. Because it's got a kind of medicine-y thing there somewhere. It's a bit off-putting the cheesiness that comes up the nose, the olfactory cheese. Yeah, because the flavour is really kind of like weak cream soda. But yes. in the nose, you get yes. that little whiff of cheddar. A little right cheddar the whiff. There's a little fucking there's a little hint of cheese around this. Just like you say to a girl when she's about to suck your willy. Isn't that right, Eli? Oh, I've doused it in vanilla, but there may be a little. remaining whiff of the cheddar. There will be a bit of cheddar on the tip. <laughs> <laughs> just just in case, just to warn you love. I don't say that. No, you don't. How could you? You never get the opportunity, do you? I might in the future, though, Paul. And if they listen to this and go,
1: I actually is fat. He is a fat cunt. I agree M- with hey, this. But
0: people might like a man with girth, you know? Girth wind and fire Don't worry about that <laughs> Yeah they, will they though Will they Or will it just be The old sad sausage show again Hello and welcome To the old sad sausage show <laughs> Today we've <laughs> got, got Miserable Todger <laughs> And the little willies With I can't get it up no more Oh look and here's the next band Glum Todger And here's the next band He's a folk artist Glum Todger oh, i got a willie That stinks of Cafilli. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you bravo? Oh. Bravo, Paul. I don't know. That sometimes, sometimes
0: I pull it out the bag. <laughs> Caffili, brilliant. Oh. It's a cheese as well. It is. Yeah. It is. That's why I said it. It's very oh. good. All right, oh. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out of here. I'm out. See you next week, Eli. <laughs> No, right. there's a there's a definite, there's a cheesiness hanging around. Very much like the ghost of artificial digital strawberry in our first True, one. but actually, I'm going to go ahead and say I prefer that to the Coke. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. Really? No, I couldn't drink a whole, it's not as bad as I thought. Cause you know what, now that because, I've had half a cup, I feel quite nauseous. <laughs> there's no, they can't put salt, make it a salty drink. No. That's a lie. Because it'll make you sick. They just put salt because it's a sea creature, so that's part of the sort of branding, the yeah. the salt, but there is a cheese note. Do you see what I mean? Right. I want to stop. Because salt to, water is what they give. Salt sick. water is what they give you to make you vomit. Yeah, I know. Is that what's happening? No, well, I've ugh, mate. Ugh. I'm gonna give that a a two and then we need to move on, cause I need to drink something that's very different <clears> from <throat> either Oh God. <laughs> you
1: fucking smell. That.
0: <laughs> right, let's say oh. over with Oh. oh. I've, Grossed myself out, man. He did a throat fart right in my face. Right. You didn't smell that. Right. Anyway. Right. Before we get (laughs) on to our next segment, we're going to drop in a little advert. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, listen... Long-time friend of the show, Ben Baker. He's a very funny man with some very, very excellent books. And he's got one coming out that I think, that we think, as part of Cheap Show, you should give your attention to. And, hey, maybe even buy it. So I'm not even going to say no more. I'm going to turn it over to Ben. Ben, it's up to you, mate. We'll see you back after this for Silverman's Platter. Yeah. It's quite a good fucking link, that. That was good. It's not a bad one. That. that was a good one. cafilli <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hello, Cheap Showers. Uh- Cheap showists are cheap or lovely nice people. Hi, I'm Ben Burker, and I've been on Cheap Show a few times in the past, mainly judging audio piss and the like. But Paul and Eli, by proxy, are very kind to let me jump on to tell you about my new book. <clears throat> Promo voice on. Hey, do you remember Teabag uh, around the bend <laughs> and Tommy Boyd in extraordinarily tight shorts? Then you'll love the dreams we had as children. Back in the 80s and 90s, British kids in their millions tuned into hundreds of weird, wacky and wonderful programmes put out under the heading of Children's ITV. And I've picked 40 of the very best in my new book, plus lots of bonus articles, eyebrow-raising trivia and particularly silly jokes. From Art Attack to Zap and other programmes that didn't feature Neil Buchanan, The Dreams We Had As Children isn't the ultimate guide to old kids TV. It's a bloody fun one. Available now in print and digital. Visit linktree, linktr.ee slash benbakerbooks for more information. And now back to your regularly scheduled grot. Well, that was a lovely message from our friend.
0: Wasn't that wonderful? And we recommend that you wholeheartedly treat yourself this Christmas to Ben's book. And if you don't, then that's on you. And I'll be treating to myself to uh, all sorts of things. Go on. Go on. Just say wank and chod. I won't. We'll go say throb your knobbin. Or whatever it is you say that you think is so utterly witty. Some nice chocolates, maybe. Oh, all right. Maybe a bottle of wine. Yeah. And then a fucking huge wank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eli. Oh, you sausage oh, boy. I'm just warming up into it, Paul. Because right, we've a little had a break, break. haven't yeah. we? We've had a break from doing this pod, Paul. Yeah, we just take a little break at, in the middle of recording to, you know, get our head back. No, I just mean uh, when we've been putting out the LA stuff and the oh, live yeah, stuff. Yeah, we've yeah, had yeah. a break. We haven't done this. It's like no. a muscle. It's like because a muscle you muscle. To, Got it. You don't use Warm it. it up. It, loses, it loses its, it's strength. Strength. So strength. Get back into the cheap show <laughs> muscle. Get the elasticity going. Fucking you. I will stroke my stem until the cobwebs come. Anyway. Oh, no. Huh? Why are you huh? wearing sunglasses? Oh, oh go on. Because okay, I'm cool. This is the cool bit of the show. Okay. This is the real cool bit of the show. Yeah, daddy-o. Yeah, baby. Listen, baby. Okay, just a little thing, baby. I'm going to stroke oh. my... St- Listen, no, i got a little something for you now, baby. Okay, yeah. I've got some, a little something for you. Go on. Uh ha I've got a little something for you, alright? <laughs> I got a little something for you, indeed. And I guess you just three guesses to figure out just what it is. The end of the song. No, I've
1: got a little something for you, baby. Okay, I've got a little. Hey, baby,
0: baby. Uh, you should stroke my uh, stroke my stem until the cobwebs come.
1: Go I've got a better one. Go on, stroke my stem until it coughs up its special phlegm. <laughs> <I> quietly <laughs> disagree. Right, special
0: flim. I've got special flim. No, can I do this bit, though? Because it's my uh, part I of the show. I wonder why I'm so single. Oh! I don't like it when you make fun of me Thomas. Um, me squat cock. <laughs> <laughs> me Thomas and me squat, squat cock. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard that reggae track before. <laughs> Sounds more like a, you know... What, novelty hit? Northern practice. Ey!
1: Ey, go get the Thomas and the squat knobs out! Hey. <sighs> I've got a chubby muff hole. Right. Can you fucking just get on board the reality
0: train, please, with me? (laughs) You just got to do one thing. One thing for me.
1: Twang the chubby muff.
0: Right, it's just that <laughs> it's just that the reality train's pulling out of gobshit oh, film. And oh, I don't thought,
1: wait for me. Wait bye for me. Eli, bye, oh, right, Eli, I'll
0: never call back to reality now. Oh, dear. Right, this is the part of no, the show. No, it's my part of the show. I know, but you talk shit, mate, so I have to do all you the legwork. You keep work. interrupting me. I'm building up to something. Do it now. Hello, welcome to this part of the show we call Silverman's Platters, and it's all about vinyl that we find... We love a novelty record. We do. We love a weird instrumental record. We do. We love uncovering the mysteries behind long-forgotten demos that no one has heard. (laughs) We do. And bizarre tie-in toys as well. We do. And I don't mind saying, Paul... Yes. This present haul... This three-track haul we've got here this week... Was from two visits to a charity shop that I made last week, these visits. Yes. Up in Hornsey High Road. Hornsey High Road. And it's called like the Hardington Foundation or something like that. Okay. Or the... And these are all from that, but on different journeys. Yes. Different trips. Because the first time I went, I just got that first one. Which we're going to talk to in a minute. And I literally, they were literally closing the shop. Right. And I was like, oh no, because I saw that. And I thought, I've got that. That's one of the biggest finds of my whole record collecting life in a charity shop. Literally. Interesting. Up there with other things, but... They were closing. Oh, no. There were two other boxes, whole boxes of seven inch singles. Oh, waiting fuck. And you so were I'm like, oh, I'll, wow. I'll, I'll never flick through this fast enough. Yeah. I got, my flicking fingers are out of practice. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah, 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 yeah. I need practice. Yeah. <laughs> Me twanging fingers. Yeah, your twanging hand was out of practice. Right. But it is a very similar uh, movement, isn't it? Flicking through records and... And touching a lady's <laughs> fanny part. Yes, I guess so. I guess so. I like to when I'm going through records. I like to imagine that I'm you're, you're pleasuring a lady. I'm uh, I'm playing you embarrassment. Whack a mole on someone's clip now. Whack a mole on someone. You horrible man. Right, we're moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, this is a then, bit. oh right. Let me finish my story at least. Then at least stop interjecting in your own story. I oh, know. Sorry, I do do that. Go on. So you went back, and I, but I couldn't get through. I only got through a little bit of the next box. Yeah. Basically, so I came back the next day and found. A lot more stuff, yeah. including some Japanese copies of singles. Right. You know, with the with the different because the Japanese seven inch singles have a loose for the cover, the picture cover. They have just a square of paper. Yes. They're different things, they and yeah. a couple of those all for a quid, uh, and some amazing stuff. So. Which, without any further ado let's get into our tracks right now we're going to start off with this first one and this is the one that you say is is your big find a big big find for me a big moment for me everybody all right we'll briefly tell everyone what we're about to play we'll just pick one which one of those do you want us to play in this instance well i think you should go for a bit of the first track right and also a little bit of uh, the last track well I'll pick one I'm not doing both they're all very similar so this is an EP Paul yes Uh, Castle it says at the top and then it says rhythmic electronic music right what year is this I don't know but it has to be early 60s at the latest right well then um, let's play one of those tracks right now and come right straight back to you Nice bit of kind of spooky hauntology kind of music type thing. uh, It's called Rhythm Electronic Music uh, Castle and it's a four track EP. Uh, It says on the back the themes on this record are intended for effects and background for tape recording, cine film and dramatic production. What we would call commonly library music, I guess. It is, but it's, it's for the public, which is what BBC did with all of their sound effects records. Yeah, they sold they them. They say it's for yeah. home movie making or whatever, yeah. you know, all their horror ones and all they had a whole series of them. Because what else BBC would you do records? with an album full of fucking spooky sound effects or street sounds? I guess... Yes, but sometimes it crosses over into music, such as Out of This World, which is, a beat, which is meant to be sound effects for horror and uh, sci-fi. right. But it's all radiophonic orchestra stuff. So it's weird little compositions. So it was, like, called things like Cave of the of the Ice Elves or something. Or, okay. you know. And those are brilliant little pieces of music. And this has a very BBC radiophonic feel, you'll agree. It really does. Now, BBC radiophonic orchestra was around at this point, I'm imagining, right? I don't know. I think this predates it. Really? Yeah. I'll have a look. Now, it's castle music. And like it says on the back. And, and, it, it, and we found almost nothing online, by the way. Aren't they brothers or something? There's two men. It says on the actual disc itself. Oh, does it? Yeah. Because I couldn't find anything on Wikipedia. I couldn't find. Look at this. um, Recorded by FC Judd. FC Judd. Look for FC Castle Music. Well, I just wanted to find out what the um, BBC Radiophonic Workshop, when they started. I think 64, 65? 1958. Ah. To produce incidental music and new sounds for radio and later TV. So maybe this is contemporaneous, as you say. Maybe. So what was the name of the artist you wanted me to look for? J.P. Judd or something? F.C. Judd. F.C. And that J-U-D-D? Yes. And look up Castle in relation to that. Castle music. All right. Well, I'm looking it up now. There's all I can find, mate, are the listings on Discogs and eBay for various volumes of it. Like there's Volume 2, Volume 1. There's one that's called Background Sound Effects. And there's one called... Electronic themes and music concrete? Yeah, something like that wow. concrete. Uh, they were all released in the 60s, these okay. apparently. so yeah. 63, it looks like, for these. Nice. Um, they go right now on eBay and such for about 26 quid. Not bad. I got it for a quid. Yeah, not bad at all. And if it's you... got the picture cover. I love... Oh, there's a Haunted House one they did. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. How much does that go for? I mean, I'm looking on... Is that another EP? Uh, yes, I'm looking... It's the exact same as that. It almost looks exactly the same, but this one's... Haunted House, Mystery Sounds, and Music. And look at the cover on it. Brilliant. Oh, my God. That's so much more hauntology. Yeah. That's so 70s... Oh, you're going to post that on the website? I'll post that picture on the website, but that... Uh, it's just everything that I love about the past is embodied in these uh, artifacts. Bones and change, footsteps and clocks, heartbeats, ghosts and maniac laughter. And this says it was recorded, just says 60s. There's very little information, but they must have been an independent British outfit that just made this stuff. Yeah, I guess. And I love the design uh, on the cover of this as it's a sort of geometric shape, like an abstract geometric shape in that style. Yeah, like you would make with a spirograph maybe, yes. you know. It's like a like... spirograph thing, but it also oh. has that look of a modernist you... sculpture of, you know, like no. Barbara Hepworth or no. whatever. I know what that is. That was the kind of shit my nan had hung up on a living room wall and they were all made with like yes. pins and a board That's with right. like gold string yeah, yeah, to with wrap... strings. Yeah, with the strings. Did your nan have some of that? Yeah, my nan, had... my mum's my, my side of the family's they had artwork like that on the wall anyway i used to take. i got in trouble because i i pulled them all off not my family the the string and the pins i would love i want i now collect these but honestly there's there's only one of these on discogs that is 60 quid so in terms of like wow. finding something that i could sell for more i mean the sleeves a bit a, damaged so that's probably going to the sleeves damage is a bit noisy the disc as well but it's not in terrible no condition, it's not once it gets means. going it, it sounds yeah. warm enough It yeah. has just got those pops and crackles yeah. that are probably deep seated now yeah but what a find It's a for me. You know what? And I love, I love that. You're right. It's like that liminal space hauntology spooky vibe of it. that like You can imagine playing out on a big crappy speaker in an abandoned hallway. Yes. And we've discussed, Paul, we might use actually some of this as background in an upcoming production from Cheap Show. But it's similar to when I found that music, mime and movement, BBC, radiophonic LP. Yes. For schools, BBC for schools thing. Yeah. I just love this era of electronic, you know what though? the earliest era. Basically. The, the weird thing about this is, right? Have you ever got? Do you ever like listen to something and it dates it and for a while? That that element that dates it puts you off listening to it. But then after a while, what dates it makes it really attractive. The only example I can think of is like. James Bond 007 theme, you know, that disco theme that with all the electronic Marvin music. Hamlish, yeah, and they use that in uh, is what is it? the Spy Who Loved Me or whatever, whatever the fuck it is, right? It was, uh, it was the Spy Who Loved Me, I think. And at the time, you think, oh, this is shit. this isn't is it ma- Moonraker? No, it's not definitely not like Moonraker, okay. but either way, you listen to it at the time, you go, God, this dates this Bond film and makes it sound shit compared to the lush John Barry score, and then now I'm like, um, it's my favorite score. I love that music. I've I got love... it on a 7-inch. I think we've discussed it before. Yeah, but it's have... got a tune called Ride to Atlantis. Yes, because that's the, the name flip. of this uh, the bass that he, the bad guy so lives that's in. also from the film yes. it, as well. But it's what I'm saying is like, at a certain point, this went from something I had no interest in listening to to, God, I love the sound of this. It has a sort of creepiness, that spooky children's TV yeah. sort of vibe, you know? That yeah. is, it. you can't, people... Try to fake it. They try and make music the sound that has that vibe now. And yeah. this was just almost, it's... The other thing that appeals to me is it's so ephemeral. These people, JC Judd, probably did it in his garage or whatever. Yeah, maybe. And was into the electronics of it. Because that's the just, company, isn't and it? And just thought this will just be used just as background, just as... Maybe it'll be used you uh, know, for a science programme so or whatever. But it's got this sort of love, this sort of craft in it. and it's not, But it's not meant to jump out as music. And that gives it that sort of ambient vibe as well. Yeah, you it's know? meant to sink into the tone of the overall piece it's being used in. Yes, but because it's so dated... Yeah. It has this all this other baggage, so to speak, that comes along with it, That mm. w- what you're talking about, that gives it a quality to a present day listener. But that's what you lean into now. You lean back into the things that you were once ashamed of in your past and now celebrate in that nostalgic way that gives you a vibe. It's a vibe thing, isn't it? I love this stuff. I, You know what? Let's just jump straight to it. This is a platter for me. Definitely I, platter. I, I very much enjoyed it. Great. So we're going to move on to the... Uh, this is the oh, yeah, I was just going to say, what's the name of the company? Castle. No, I mean that's the label but the recorded tuition limited that must be the the Woodford E18 is that London? Yeah. Oh, See, okay. that's where he must have lived. or well, certainly, you know, he had a shed. We haven't Googled that, have we? The recordings are free of copyright for amateur purposes. That's what we're I mean. We're very amateur, so we will be using this. Let me just look up that briefly before we move on. All right. What is it called? Recorded, perhaps there's more information about oh, no, it. I've then. already looked that up. There's oh, really? nothing online for recorded tuition limited. I had a look and there was nothing. Bizarre. Right, but... we're going to move on to our next track, which I would say is more bizarre, and frankly a little i mean there's not much to say about this but there is one thing i wanted to mention so oh yeah that you haven't told me right so what is it eli that we're going to listen to now Nah, we're going to have not the dub mix no because it's basically the same it's really. very similar yeah on both sides um this record jumped out at me paul as a sure thing platter for us to discuss this is the singing oh boy howdy this is the singing sheep with bar bar black sheep hit it uh <laughs> going to get this out of the way now. Fucking hate stuff like that. Uh we and we saw the cover, didn't we Paul? And yes. we both made the same prediction of what it would contain. And we were reasonably correct. There were Basically, a few spins on it. There's a whole genre of novelty record that utilized, I think it was one piece of technology that came through in the 80s. The sampler. Is, no, it's the MIDI sampler specifically. Well, yeah. Which allowed you... Moog was a sampler, basically, wasn't it? Synthesizer. Oh, okay. Well, no, I don't think it even was a synthesizer, uh, a Moog, because... Okay. Do you know a Moog could only play one note at once? Yeah. That's why it was. You had to multitrack everything to get like chords. To and get things. chords, yeah. yeah. But then I think the first synths allowed you to play chords. But, but midi's utilized well by well dance groups and but also the art of noise famously. Do do that, do do do. do. That, see that's MIDI. Yeah. What it allowed you to do is take a sample do, and then um, do 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 play it do do do. <laughs> do. La, la, la. There we go. That's just, I just I had to, it. Was like an itch I had to scratch. <laughs> I love that record. Anyway, it allows you basically to put one sample on and play, play it on a keyboard. Yeah, so all the different uh, because tones. this must have come out long after those Notes, um, albums or singles where it was like cats doing Christmas hits or shit like that. Yeah. that's it. And also, very early on in the history of this show, Paul... Yes. Uh, ...we covered a record called Super Dog. Super Dog! Which Simon Cowell was behind, right? Well, this is where this gets interesting. Oh, Cowell's behind this as well! No. The plastic-faced wanker? No. Uh, but, yes, that was also used uh, a dog sample and played a, a song as yeah. if the dog was... And doesn't New Shoes'... Uh, No, it doesn't have a dog sound effect. It just makes me think of a dog.
1: That
0: one. (laughs) So... We looked into this because we thought, "What the fuck?" Because it's you know, it's it's a novelty song, but yet it's got the production of something that wants to be taken seriously in like a dance, you know, dance chart disco. It has a dance backing. Let's yeah. put it that way, and uh, it is of course a version of "Barbar Black Sheep," but then, but then it kind of goes into Tchaikovsky at the end. It does have the you know, Tchaikovsky and, for the big finale. Yeah. They're just showing off, trying to say, "Look what this technology can sort of do." Um, it's like it's basically being musically drunk at the wheel. This this track, it's like ah, fucking do anything. The B side is called "Flock Around the Clock," which we, we thought would be a Bill uh, Bailey, Bill Haley. Bill Haley thing. Yeah, Bill but Bailey. Bill Bailey, won't you come home? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it wasn't. It was a dub version of the A side. Bit boring. Another F- version of Barbara Blacksheep. So looked into it because you know what the fuck? What what was it? Why was it released? Now the official singles chart website says it peaked. At 42. Yeah, I would have guessed it got top 30, but, you know. But 18th of December, 1982, it was released in the charts for five weeks. Uh, yeah, it peaked at forty-two, which, which in itself is quite an achievement because forty-two. I'm not, I know you don't break the top forty, but you still have to sell a lot of records to get that well, far, especially in that era. And that's quite a long time to stay in the charts, isn't it? Five weeks, over a month. Where do you have to enter into the charts to be considered on? You know, like weeks in the top. It's the Billboard Top One Hundred. Well, no, this is this is that isn't Billboard. That's America. This is the UK. It's the Top One Hundred. So if that's you're in the, the Top One Hundred. You're then you're on the charts for yeah. those weeks. Yeah. So yeah, so they could have been right at the bottom for ages, and then
1: they could have slowly we don't to the exact top.
0: journey, but um, I think the point you're trying to make, Paul, is it looks like they probably made their money back on this. They didn't deserve to, but they did do a whole thing with um, a picture of a sheep singing with a microphone in a, in a field yeah. and also they've gone for lots of cute details like they've called the record label they've called it sheep records and this is B A A 1 is the index but number But didn't you say it As was also bar. Yeah, but did you also say it was virgin? It is virgin, yeah. Well, would it surprise you that the guy who made this put it together is a guy called Jeff Mutton? Yes, it says so. That's what I thought that's obviously a, a fake name. And maybe you'd think, "Oh, maybe he called the thing sheep because his name was Mutton and he thought ha ha ha." Yeah. ha. No, it's an alias of someone. Of course. Who do you think it could be? Steve. And, Steve Wright. No, it is Richard Branson. It's Branson himself. Allegedly, fucking <laughs> sellout. Branson put this together yeah, and put he it out just there. Thought, oh, more money. Because when did he start Virgin Records? Like seventies, late seventies. Yeah. And so maybe he thought, oh, I'll just toss this out. It's my record label. Maybe it'll chart, and it did. I guess. Yeah. So shame on you. Shame it's on you, cynical, Richard isn't Branson. It? It's really cynical. I bet someone just said, "Look, look, what can do with this new MIDI uh, oh, keyboard? Yeah. Uh, look, oh, you could do blah blah." You know what I mean? 1972, he founded Virgin Record yes. Label with Nick Powell, and then. But it didn't really, it didn't it. really take off until he had that huge hit with. Um, I don't know. Tubular Bells. Oh, was that on Virgin? Yes, oh. and that's what really launched the label. In terms okay, of that was a fine. huge hit. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean. Ultimately, though, what what is there else to say about it? It's cynical, and the fact that he's behind it makes me feel that it's even more cynical, you know? It's produced it's, fine. It's a novelty record. It's a novelty record, but it looks like oh, I'm bored. I'm going to knock this out. It's my company. It won't cost me that much, and if I make a bit back, or oh, it's all and good. And it of might, fun. it might hit, you yeah. know, because sometimes stupid Shit fucking like records that does. like that does. I mean, you know, as we say, Simon Cowell with Superdog, and he also had a hand in Zig and Zag getting you know, now that is chart. a great novelty record. What those them girls, them girls, they all love me. Them girls is a fucking great. Yeah, we covered that on the show. Shake up the room the record, boom, go boom. Yeah, that bass on that like, record is like... Yeah. I, that's I, a well-produced dance novelty. It is. Um, and then they did a fucking line dancing sequel follow-up track no, called Hands no, Up, no. Hands Up, Ragamuffin, Cowboy Coming. I quite like that one as well. It's all right. <laughs> uh, we should cover that, but you never you see have. that. I have it on CD single. Yeah, but you never see the vinyl of that. No. You see the the first one on vinyl. You do yeah. a lot. So look, splatter or platter I for mean, you? we both know where we're going with this. It's unfortunately a splatter a for us. a cynical splatter. It's the kind of splatter splatter that takes three or four flushes to get off the outside it of the bowl really does. it really does it's a terrible you have to dab record. it with some toilet paper and rub it off the porcelain <laughs> to get to get it to flush it's one of those All right. splatters. okay Ooh. and now we end with again not something that we think is remarkable <laughs> in any way apart from one thing so this track can i introduce this one of course i want to change the mood okay we've had a bit of fun today yeah and i think now it's time to search within our soul for a track that i think will Bring out a bit of love. A bit of love, and that's but what this world needs. And bring out a bit of hope and you know, just 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 relax and kindness. Just in some the world. kindness. So why don't we turn to a very famous brother uh, musical act with a track called More to Love? This is Jeff and Keith Chegwin. Yes, with that track, More to Love. Saw this, Paul of you thanks and i thought I of guess. us i thought of us we're brothers aren't we brothers in cheap show i guess we? sort of well like, we're I blood saw brothers this. you know what the cover art is like it's like that aha video yeah i was gonna say take on me <laughs> again images on our website cheapshow.co.uk but yeah it's like kind of stencil sketched and stenciled it's a photograph which has been treated to look like a drawing by in that way, is it secret Is the label secret records yeah i guess not even top secret no just secret night after night is the b-side so look it's Keith Chegwin. And obviously, Keith Chegwin started out as an actor uh, before he became known as a TV celebrity. Did he? Yeah. I always expect him in his songs to like go, Oh, there's more of you to love. Eee! And I want... Because he did, well, he did I mean? wheeze. And he was a heavy smoker, wasn't he? And a drinker. Anyway. But, uh, anyway. The when song he was younger, itself, Let's talk about the yeah, song itself. When he was first. younger, I think he was more known for like trying to break the pop charts and uh, being an actor because he was in. Was it Polanski's Romeo and Juliet or oh, something? Oh, was he? Yeah. A small role, but he was in that as an actor. I and mean, he might have done a few other TV plays and things, whatever. Now, we've covered him as a musician as well. Brown Source. Which was the band that came out of the Swap Shop, right? Yes, we have. Yeah. I just want to be a winner. With Maggie Philbin. Maggie Philbin. Who he was married to. He was at the time. Yeah. God knows what she saw in him because Christ almighty. I mean, I know I've got a slapable face, but his... Oh, come on. And Don't I, speak I, I never cared for Chegwin. I know. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but everything about him made my teeth itch like a bad cocaine hit. Less... Le, they, I mean, that's an I mean, We're just going to move on. We're just going to move Let, on. Uh, less... Um... Less smug than Bruno Brooks, who he sometimes is confused with, is he moving on? <laughs> so look, yeah, we, the song itself, weak piss. It's not awful, terrible. It's it's bland to the point of terribleness. But that's the problem with that music at the time. When you were trying to be a young, fresh-faced star, or maybe you were an actor on the TV and you wanted to be known as the sensitive singer, you just brought out the lamest, middle-of-the-road, very middle, no of the road. edges cosy, your mum will like it too bollocks. It's got a Beatles-esque vibe. To me, I thought I was listening to the new Beatles record now and then for a moment. Oh, hello. It's not that bad. No. Oh, Big Bang Bong! <laughs> oh, sure, sure, sure. It's a fine Beatles song, but it's if it not... had been a lost AI Have built you... track, no one would care about it. God. Anyway, the reason why I thought we could mention it is because I was like, well, we know about Keith. We know old keithy wee Ooh ha uh-huh. you know, ha like What's Cheggers? that? Cheggers plays pop cheggers plays pop. <laughs> that, was <laughs> the, <laughs> that was the uh sign, that the, the button used to press. <laughs> well,
1: whatever. <laughs>
0: it's like a cartoon <laughs> like a cartoon donkey. Yeah, it is. It's like
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: But I thought I don't know anything about Jeff. Who is Jeff Chegwin? Who is Jeff Chegwin? Please Jeff Win. Illuminate Me. Well, I went to his website because Jeff Chegwin has one. And when you look at him, he does look like a cross between... I mean, no offence to the guy, because obviously he's aged and time he's lost his hair, but he does look like a cross between Keith Chegwin and Fester from The Adams Family. Yeah, he does. diddly dumb. <laughs> right, so uh-huh. I want to know more about him. So I went to his website and I just thought I'd read this because I think he works... I think he's one of these guys who's always kept a toe in the entertainment industry. And as a result, he's a little bit of an everyman. He does a little bit of this, a little bit of that, right? And I think he does promotion now. Okay. So let me just read out what he writes here on his website. No ordinary music man is the caption. And it says, I am different to other promotion people. Well, promotion it, people. Because I'm Cause the I brother can't do of, sentence. brother of late star Keith Dregwin. Yeah. I'm a broad creative myself with a genuine passion for music and unearthing the new. I think of creative ideas which others simply don't. Oh, come on, Over Jeff. a lengthy... Broad career spanning multiple generations. The and broad. <laughs> yeah, it's Like my <laughs> cock. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! And all music genres, I have a proven track record, including, including Eli. Promoting Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, fuck off. What does that mean? Because, as far as I know, wasn't that a Keith Check? Not Keith Check. Wasn't that a Kenny Everett thing? Like, Kenny Everett kept playing it over and over together. Oh, it. Everett did it. Perhaps yeah. he was moving in the same circles as Everett. Maybe they're both scousers. He discovered Billy Bragg. Oh, God. Go, Poe Bodies Nerfect. Yeah. Um, he created Simon Cowell's first ever top 10 boy band. Who were? It doesn't say. I could look into it, but fuck you, Jeff Chegwin. Yeah. He's promoted Paul McCartney, Elvis Costello, and Pavarotti. Okay, fair enough. All right. And he likes to promote cutting-edge new artists. I have a natural intuition and a seventh-sense radar for spotting interesting talent. Really? And have wise owl knowledge. Wise owl knowledge? (laughs) I get excited about music and I'm always encouraging and motivating the new. I believe everything is possible and if you believe and visualize your dreams, they will materialize. If you believe you are a star and have a unique talent, you'll be a star if combined with determination, dedication, respect and a reliable worth ethic and listen to guidance pay me money and listen to me yeah he's and a, i'll make you a star he's an award-winning music producer with over 40 years of experience he has worked with all the major and independent labels and he lists a load of them jeff has promoted premium artists at a high, at the highest level creating bespoke campaigns to individualise and create maximum medium exposure. Blah, blah, blah. He works with Mike Gorkot, who is also part of the Jeff Chegwin PR team. Right. Maybe we should get them to maybe work for a cheap show. Yeah, I mean, should we get Jeff Chegwin to promote us? Oh, just, imagine maybe, that. Just don't listen to episode 361. Just don't, you fester-looking prick. <laughs> so do we think he wrote the song? Because it is, I'm looking at the credits, the writer's credits. I mean, maybe. And More to Love does have a no. Which is more to love is the, the A. Yeah, he doesn't write that. The B. No. Which we liked a bit better has a Chegwin. It just says Chegwin. Christ, look at this. I'm mate, mate. He's worked with Robbie Williams, the Dreamgirls soundtrack, Andrew Lloyd Webber on a Blackman, Shirley Bassey, Beverly Knight Junior. Mama used to say. That's <laughs> that one, isn't it? He's worked with Naughty Boy Studios, Cliff Richard, Banana Rama, Dead or Alive. But what's that boy band he was talking about? What's all this? Paul McCartney, George Harrison, Billy Bragg. Elvis Costello, Paul Heaton, Queen, T-Rex, Mark Boland, 10CC, Judy Collins, David Essex, Roger Cook, band source. <laughs> I don't know what band source is. No, no I don't idea. know. I don't know. Now, did this chart? Uh, oh, it doesn't say. Uh, what shall I? More to love, Keith and Jeff Chegwin. Jeff and Keith. Jeff comes before Keith. Especially in a threesome. But he was never a star, so I wonder why. Oh, it's, it's, not, it's not listed on the charts. It didn't chart. Let me just put Jeff Chegwin in. Fuck me. He hasn't a single fucking thing listed on the official charts. Nothing. Is Keith Chegwin listed? All right, let's have a look at Keith Chegwin on the charts. He's not fucking listed either. No, they never made it. Did that brown sauce never got anywhere? All right, let me just look for brown sauce. Yeah, artist. Brown sauce is listed. Ah, That must be the most success he's had with a group. Artists, brown sauce, top 40 hit. I want to be a... Yeah, okay. That's so it, yeah. That got in the top 40. Yeah. That got to number 15. Ah. It was in the charts for 15 weeks. I bet that's his best position. But Jeff had nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with it. So um, I don't know. It doesn't say, but he's not listed on there. It come when it comes to judging this music, Paul. Oh uh, yeah. Having heard his um what he, he says his boasts. boasts on his website, it makes me feel even worse about this. Do, yeah. do you know? It puts my opinion right down because this is to say a generic piece of forgettable fluff that yeah, no is. one ever needs to hear. But even the charts won't recall. Where, how would you describe it? It's like middle-of-the-road pop country, basically. It's, it's, it's like a country song, sort of. Ugh. It's like, who's that fucking guy who was in an American sitcom? And they were, don't give up on us, baby. David, David Soul. Soul. It's like, hes they're all trying to do the David Soul thing, aren't they? They're all trying yeah. to lean into that your mum's like me too and you yes, think i'm a dream boat as yeah, well yeah and no one is offended there's absolutely yeah. no edge to this it's inoffensive to the point of offense basically well i give it i can't wait to say splatter for this it's this not is splatter this, this is a kind what, of thick splatter this is but, like coating the whole inside of the bowl and also and you have to, to warn everyone else in the house yeah. and say look apologize profusely Sorry. and then say where are those jostics oh we've run out Oh, I'm going to have to get my links and spray it in there.
1: Yeah, it's not working. It's not working. Oh, God,
0: we're going to have to... And it's also like when you've passed the solid and you've caused the spatter, that's all on your arse cheeks too. And that ain't coming out because of your hairs. It's clinging to your hairs up there. <laughs> it's that kind of splatter.
1: Let's it, really just get out of it Come a on. a
0: mucky, claggy mess <laughs> back there. And the bog roll is now lodged around the U-Bend. Cheap shows out every week, everyone. Every week, and top quality humour and wry observations. Anyway, what do you think? It's a splatter from me as well. Yeah, Paul. we're both splattering the ball with this one. S- but hey, s- huh? So from the three, we have one very interesting yes. splatter. Yeah. Castle music, rhythmic electronic music EP. Yeah. Uh, but there's some other things which we listened to today that I found from that hall. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll get into that another time. No spoilers, will Okay. Because if we touch on it, we'll end up talking about it so let's just draw a line Fine. step back the platter's over nice little haul though right? nice little haul today and we hope you've enjoyed that little haul too so let's take a little break and come back and wrap this baby up shall we and that's the end of the Cheap Show this week we hope you've enjoyed it like to it up I like to scrub it up <laughs> I like to scrub it up don't scrat it down no 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 I've got a scruddy hand and a scrud sight up your face. Oh. And I'm going out now and I've got a lovely face. He's Eli Silverman, rapper boy. <laughs> he knows where he goes, where he hides the toy. He's going to pop out now, then come right back. Don't stop, don't break, don't have a heart attack. Eli Silverman's here. He's got the scrud to go. He's got to bring it back. He's got to start the show. So bend over. It is time. It's girth and time from just behind. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. And that's Cheap Show this week. Look. As we like to say now, if you want to know more about us, if you want to follow us on social media, if you want to see videos or you want to see pictures that go with every episode, our website is the one stop shop, thecheepshow.co.uk. Every episode has a dedicated page where you can see pictures and sometimes videos. Also, there's links to our uh, PO box. If you want to send us stuff in the PO box, please do. We welcome your offerings to add to the content of this episode and everything else social media, YouTube pages, it's all there. Other than that, we want to say thank you to our Patreon supporters who, without their help, we wouldn't do this or it wouldn't be anywhere near as fun. So thank you to you guys. And if thank you, want to you join so us, much, patrons, my beard. It's oiling in anticipation. It's oiling in anticipation for the great Christmas scrudge. Yes, Scrudge on the window. Scrudge on the door. Scrudge everywhere that you just can't ignore. I will scrudge up your window. Oh anyway patreon.com forward slash cheap show if you want to join the cheapskates there and get more podcasts video episodes events magazines behind the scenes things and little trinkets and secrets and all sorts of stuff it's all there depending on the tier you join at but we thank you if you do and remember give what you can but only if you can and that's it for this week all right oh by the way i've cancelled the office party this year what's the fucking point after what? last after last year I i'm not doing it again last year. all that money spent on a, a snowy cabin oh, come on and mate. all you did was all get fucking pissed and make me look like a dickhead and chuck me out into the snow so no come I'm just on. not going come on we don't have to do that no i'm not gonna do it oh we need an office party for christmas no Paul. we don't we obviously it's the highlight of my podcasting year it's when i get to meet everyone else involved with not the your pod. trip to la this year you don't think that was good that was good of of course, that was good. But I just think we could get everyone to come, you know. No one's going to fucking come. You know come what? On. No, You know what? No, you're right. You don't, just, to, no, you, you don't know know have to hire an expensive place. We could just get, like, you know, just a port cabin somewhere. Fine. We'll I'll do- send some messages to the people, like Susan, Helm, and Biffo, and Putner and stuff, and see what they say. Ethan? But, yeah, and Ethan. I'll, I'll, I'll throw it all out and see what they say, all right? Yeah, they'll come. We'll see. All right. But I'm not going to splash out this year. There's no point. We'll keep it small, all right? Fine, Small, we'll get some yeah, intimate it's a cheap menu. show. That's what it's called, Paul. I just wanted it to be special and last year it was it was far from special. It'll so. be special this year. All right, okay. Everyone's right. here for you to have a you nice think, Christmas Do You think I'll get a Christmas present from you this year, or do you think it'll be year seven without another present from you again? I don't think it's been that long. You've never got me a Christmas That's present. That's not true. You've never liked, liked the presents I have so got, got you. Yeah, because you once got me a packet of crisps for Christmas.
1: Are those crisps
0: still here? No. Because I <laughs> no, threw you them out, because they were horrible. No, they're not. They were wafers that was it you got me some horrible wafers and some crisps that was it oh we quite like that and I've gotten you like Rubik's Cube toys pinball machines uh Tomi toys I've got you loads and every Christmas you've let me down and I have s- eight years of podcast All material that proves me right let's not are you going to be like this no we're going to do it you're only just saying that now because you'd have to get me a fucking present again that is why I'm saying that Con. well happy fucking Christmas we know it's I not Christmas wait. yet soon enough it's soon enough Thanks for listening, everyone. Well, I'm a bit dejected, but let's see how we go with the dangling carrot of our Christmas office party special coming in two weeks' time. Maybe if you dangled it real hard, it would chuff right up. And dangle it. <laughs> Again, I don't know why you think that's funny. I've just had this image of an arsehole, like a bum right in the air and a carrot on a string and a <laughs> well, That's kind of funny. Right, we'll see you next week on Cheap Show. Bye, Bye till then. Bye, everyone. Bye.